Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 44 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is Wael, your host. Uh, and it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, a privilege that I'm able to sit down here and talk to you about the religion of Islam and you know to be able to answer all your questions. And speaking of which, if you have any questions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com. And uh, inshallah, I'll promise you I will get back to you as soon as possible. With that being said, let's get right into it. Today's episode and today's topic, we, it's actually a topic that I promised everyone uh, a while ago that we will be talking about, which is the, uh, the, the, the new Muslim's guide to uh, Islam. Uh, you know, when you're becoming a new Muslim, uh, okay, great, this is amazing, now what, right? And uh, I know that it's it's challenging. There's a lot of challenges that face uh, new Muslims. Uh, number one, their families, their family members. Uh, some uh, some of, of, of the new Muslims, are, uh, they, they don't get the acceptance from their family. They, go, they don't get the f- support from them. Uh, sometimes it's it's uh, it becomes overwhelming. Uh, their families are uh, have a certain view on Islam, and when they uh, go and and say we're we're Muslims now, or we're even thinking about becoming Muslims, um, it, it becomes a problem, and it becomes a domestic issue, and it becomes uh, people who are. Uh, you know, uh, don't look at you the same, and 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 it creates a, a frustration. And also, on the other hand, new Muslims are also struggling with becoming uh, members and part of the Muslim community, and sometimes they feel that they're strange uh, to, to strangers to you know such a community, and 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 that this community is made up of you know a certain group of people, and they're not welcomed in, in a certain way, or you know they feel em- embarrassed, or you know they feel again like strangers, and. Uh, and, and and that's another issue and and a third issue is the sources okay now i became a muslim and I, and I'm, i need to look for you know a source of, of 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 knowledge of information of my religion and sometimes when when you don't know any better you look at you you look at you try to you you look at wrong the wrong sources and then you end up with wrong information and not that there is a lot of uh, versions of Islam alhamdulillah there's only one version of of the Quran and there is only one version of the Sunnah but there are some um, not authentic uh, interpretations out there not the common one alhamdulillah not the popular uh, ones they're really minor but sometimes you know we don't if, when we don't know where, where we're looking we get this confusion. So that's another uh, issue that tackles the Muslims. And, and I think one of the main issues and, and fourth, and I think the, the final one that we will be talking about today is how to practice Islam. I'm, I'm a new Muslim, but how do, I pr- how, how do I do this? You know, how do I practice Islam? How uh, do I pray? And, 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 and they freak out. Like I, I've, I've, I've known personally a couple of, of, of alhamdulillah, new Muslims who are freaking out like I missed one prayer today and, and I don't know what to do and I don't even speak Arabic. I don't know how to read Quran. Am I like, you know, sinner? What's what's going on? And let me respond to all of this by saying, relax. Number one, just relax. You really don't need to stress out about anything. 
right? You have passed the hard part. You've passed the worst part, which is becoming a Muslim. You know, shifting your whole lifestyle, shifting your entire belief system into something that you truly believe in and it makes sense to you. That was actually the most difficult step that you've taken. So relax, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Um, just, it will be fine. Take your time, take your time to become Muslim. Take your time to establish Islam within yourself, you know, because once you do that, you will be able to deal with everything else. Once you establish Islam with yourself, you'll be able to deal with your family members. I promise you. Nothing happens also without the help of Allah. So do not forget that. Do your best, but always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance and support because you cannot do anything without his guidance and support. Now, okay, you became a Muslim. Don't stress out because again, shaitan or, or the devil or Satan, they try so hard, try so hard to make you not become a Muslim. They try so hard because uh, we have to understand the more, the less Muslims, the better is it for Satan's because Muslims are eventually, if you truly believe in Allah and his messenger, you will eventually, whether you are a horrible person or not, eventually, because of the fact that you're worshiping Allah, you believing that he's the only God and you believing in the prophet, that he's the final prophet or messenger, eventually you will go to paradise. Satan doesn't want that. He does not want this. He doesn't want to give you any chance to go to paradise. He wants you to be with him in hellfire. Because like we said, Satan knows he's going to hellfire. We talked about this uh, before in previous uh, episodes. And he doesn't want to, he, he, he blames you. This all goes back to the issue of Adam eating from the tree. And you know, Adam, uh, Allah is basically casting Adam out of Jannah. But then Allah taught Adam how to repent. And Adam used that repentance to actually repent to Allah. And Allah forgave him. That's why Muslims, we do not believe in original sin. You have to understand. That's why we do not believe in the original sin. Because we believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already has forgiven Adam. No sacrifice needed to be made. You have to understand that, right? So Satan, because he was arrogant, he was the opposite of Adam. He was so arrogant that he's like, I'm not repenting. It's all your fault. He was talking to Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on all of us. But that's the difference. So he's spending eternity in hellfire. And he knows this and he's okay with it. And he wants to take everybody else with him because he believed that Adam and his progeny, which is us, were the reason why he was cast out of Jannah in the first place. So... Every chance that he will see, every time he would see or, 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 or know that someone is becoming a Muslim, there's a chance of salvation for a person, he will stop. And he and his followers, I'm not saying he's the one who personally does the work, his followers, the Shoyaltin, will do the same. They will actually try to prevent you so hard from becoming a Muslim by saying what? And this is actually authentic hadith by the Prophet by saying what? Are you going to give up the, the religion of your family? Of, of your ancestors? Of your, your parents? Are you, are you going to give up that, you know, religion? Are you going to give up your lifestyle? You know, are you going to get out of your comfort zone for what? And it will start casting doubt in your heart in terms of Islam. So once you pass this, and once you're upon the truth and you know that it's the truth, Allah will help you out. 
that none of that will matter and you will become a Muslim. And once you become a Muslim, that's the biggest step that you've taken. This is literally a life-changing event for you. And not just in this life, in the afterlife as well. In the hereafter. Because you've decided now, you've made your decision whether to spend eternity in hellfire or not. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide as much as He wills, you know, at the end of the day. So relax. You've done the hard part. Now, Islam, like I mentioned before, is the religion of ease. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted our lives to be, you know, within uh, His guidelines, within a framework. Uh, we know what to do and what not to do. And that's what Islam was. I mean, is until now. Right? That's, and it makes our lives easier. When you have your 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 bullet points, when you have your you know your your guidelines to follow, your life is a lot easier. Even when it comes to worldly stuff, you know, when you're going to a meeting and you have your bullet points or you're preparing, you have a presentation. It's a lot better than just talking off your head and coming up with the rules as you go, right? It's more chaotic when you have no rules, when you have no guidelines. And these guidelines are made by the Lord himself, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by God. So rest assured that if you follow them, your life will be a lot easier. Now, it was never meant for you to follow them that you be stressed out. Like, for example, for new Muslims who, you know, become Muslims, they start stressing out about praying and, and uh, what if I miss one prayer? I don't know what to do. And what if I, no, 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 relax. Start little by little. Just take it one step at a time. One step at a time. You know, it's, it's, you have to, first of all, relax your mindset. Just, just take it easy. You know, your family, don't worry about them now. Because guess what? Once you establish yourself as a Muslim, you'll be able to handle them later. Now, I was, uh, I was contacted by uh, two of our listeners. Uh, um, um, uh, the first one is Mike. Mike already told his family. Uh, and I had the, 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 the pleasure of talking to Mike, uh, you know, uh, like face-to-face. And we had a conversation. Well, it was like... Um, via a video conference, not actually face to face, but yeah, and uh, we we were uh, uh, basically, um, uh, you know, he told me that he told his family, uh, and uh, even though they're supporting him, but he feels there's this little fracture, and and that's fine, that's fine, you know. Some families are completely actually accepting. Some family are completely against it, like the won't we won't talk to you type of you know against it. And some families are probably in the middle. They'll say, okay, we're, we're support, we'll love you no matter what. But they feel a certain way about Islam itself. And that makes them worried. That makes that creates this gap or this fracture that, you know, Mike was talking about. And for that, I tell you, and I have someone else, an, another listener, Jacob, who also contacted me. And he, he he's not a Muslim yet, but inshallah, you know, when may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide him to the right path. Uh, uh, but he's thinking of, about becoming a Muslim. And again, his family are the, the, the other extreme. They're really against Islam. Like he can't even tell them. Uh, and and they they have their 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 mocking Islam. They have their views, and this is of course it's due to the lack of knowledge, which is you know it, it happens to a lot of people. Uh, but at the end of the day, 
it's it's the situation is a little bit different for Jacob than for Mike. So Jacob told me like he was asking me and and and, and I wanted to bring this up if if it's possible that he can worship Allah in secret. Uh, you know, until he, you know, feels that he's ready to face his family, to confront them and tell them that he's a Muslim. For now, I think Jacob is is, is eighteen, and uh, again, he, uh, you know, his family are a big part of his life, and becoming a Muslim is a big deal. But he doesn't want to lose his family, and he doesn't want to, you know, I mean, losing your family will create stress. Nothing, nothing else. Uh, like it will create stress. It won't be any beneficial. And Islam doesn't ask you and doesn't want you to lose your family, uh, unless they're really, you know, are willing to lose you. This is a different story. But Islam wants you to maintain this relationship. At least you'll be good to your family, even if they're not good to you. Islam will never ask you to walk away from your family unless they're asking you to do something that's horrible or horrendous. Then yeah, you have for your own sake, you have to walk away from them. But even if your family don't want you to become a Muslim, you still be good to them. And this is actually mentioned in the chapter of Luqman. Uh, Allah says, if even if they tell you to worship someone else, do not follow them. Allah is saying, do not follow them, but still be good to them in this life. So Allah is telling you, even if they don't want you to worship me, be good to them. And that's what Islam wants you to be. Good to your family, good to your, your, your society, without letting them affecting you in a negative way, right? So uh, answering your question, yes, you can absolutely, uh, in the beginning at least, uh, uh, until you feel comfortable, you can worship in secret. You can you know, be a Muslim without, you know, Announcing it at least to your family, or at least to those who you know will have a very negative and and a and a very bad reaction, uh, and uh, and this happened to the Muslims uh, before. Remember when Islam first showed up, they they were Muslims in secret because Islam was not an established religion back then, and uh, they had to you know pray in secret. They have to do uh, they had to do a lot of things in secret because the the whole community was a non-Muslim community, and they were aggressive towards Muslims, so that is allowed. Uh, as long as you're not ashamed of being a Muslim, but you're doing it because you don't want to create a create a huge conflict and 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 so forth. So yeah, you can practice your religion uh, and 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 my advice to you, uh, Jacob, and is that, inshallah, once you become a Muslim. Uh, uh, and and that will change your attitude. Uh, I mean, I don't know uh, your attitude right now, but I'm assuming that you know becoming a Muslim makes everyone better. Even if you're already a good person, a great person, it makes you better. I don't know how. I can't even explain it. But I promise you, no matter how good you are, it makes you a better person. And uh, 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 when you become a Muslim, inshallah, and you show your parents that you've been even a better person than you than you were. And you stay like this for a while, and then you establish your religion. You know how to answer some tough questions. You know, like uh, they could ask you some tough questions. Like I think Mike, uh, he was preparing uh, for uh, some Mike, uh, so, some hard and tough questions, and we talked about you know some of these questions. And your family might try to do that too, to just to make you to change your mind. So once you establish yourself as a Muslim, once you know your religion, you don't have to be a pro in it yet. But once you know it, once you'll be able to even maintain your, you know, 
composure, you know, uh, then you can announce it to them in the best way possible and be like, hey, guess what? I've been a Muslim for a while. Did you see any weird thing? I'm still your son. Um, I have been a Muslim. And if you guys didn't notice any difference in terms of, you know, how I treat you. I even became a better person in doing this and doing that. And, you know, and that could actually uh, be a great uh, way to show them that Islam is not what they think that they are. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if you think Islam is a bad religion, I promise you that you don't know what you're talking about. You don't, you, you just simply, and, and it's really ironic how people who say Islam is not a good religion are non-Muslims. Like the majority of them are, like the, the overwhelming majority. It's like 99%. You'll kind of find the, the one percenters who are Muslims, but they hate the fact that they're being Muslims and they feel like, oh, it's too much work. And they start talking bad about Islam. You'll always find those people. You know, but my point is the majority of people who attack Islam are people who are not Muslims. And when you ask him questions, actually, that happened to me. Uh, someone was I remember in my old uh, my old apartment, um, my neighbor was a very conservative uh, Christian and he was attacking Islam. And when I asked him a few questions about Islam, he did not he, he did not know the answer. So I told him with, with, with a big smile on my face, I was like, how are you judging my religion when you don't even know basic stuff about it? And I swear, wallahi, I swear to God, he just paused and he looked at me and he, he had a, like a little smile on his face, like he was a little embarrassed. And I'm like, what I'm asking you is very basic, yet you're telling me about my religion. You tell me how uh, my religion should be like, even though you know nothing about my religion. I was born to that religion, and yet you're telling me how to become a Muslim. And you're telling me why Islam is not a good religion. So it's very hypocritical. If you think about it, people who think Islam is bad know nothing about Islam, right? So it's your job now to teach him about Islam, even indirectly, even indirectly. You know, when you smile in their faces, whenever you see them, this is actually a very Islamic thing to do. You know, when you give the poor, you know, let's say uh, you have some savings, give 2.5% of you know, of it to the poor. When you treat people in a better way, you treat people the way you want to be treated. And then you tell them, hey, I'm doing this because Islam told me to do this. God told me to do this through Islam. It changes things. And do not forget, like I said in the beginning of the episode, ask Allah for help. Do your best. You know, inshallah, become a Muslim. Study more about Islam. And don't worry, I'm, inshallah, I'm here for you. Uh, and I'm pretty sure uh, other people are here for you, but I'm there. Uh, you can ask me any questions anytime. We can talk about it, whatever you want to know. And do your best. And then ask Allah for help. Do your part and ask Allah for help. And Allah, inshallah, will never disappoint you. And Allah will always be there for you and guide you. Now, so that is the family aspect, right? Um, you need to learn more about Islam. You need to understand, like I said, uh, your family might want to try to trap you. So they will ask you like, hey, well, this prophet used, the prophet Muhammad used to do this and this and that. So how, how is your religion okay with that? Right? And again, and, and, and inshallah, by the way, I think for, a ver for uh, quite some time, I will, and this is exciting news for some of you who asked me directly to do this. Uh, inshallah, starting next episode, I will be talking about the prophet in detail, his character, his description, actually physical description, uh, and his character, his mannerisms, 
And uh, uh, I will talk about certain situations that happened with the Prophet ﷺ, some controversies that people always, you know, try to uh, misinterpret it, misinterpret and, uh, you know, trying to paint the Prophet ﷺ as he's a warlord and he was a womanizer and all these things. We'll talk about that too. I want you to, because this is the thing. People who attack in Islam, they, they have not, not, not a lot of things to say about the Qur'an. They, have not, they, they can't say a lot of things about the Qur'an. The Qur'an is very straightforward. It's one version. And when you have the appropriate interpretation to the Qur'an, even that verse that they call it the verse of the sword, oh, like, uh, find the infidels. Actually, infidels was not, never mentioned in that verse. Find them where you uh, kill them or you find them or hide for them or whatever. That The verse that Fox News uses all the time. This verse actually is, and I explained it here on the podcast, I think multiple times. And this verse was basically talking about a certain period of time where there was war. And this verse actually was implying to give your enemies a chance before you attack them. But how would you know this when you do not know the interpretation of the Quran? So get your sources and that's how you defend Islam. Learn about the Prophet ﷺ. Because at the end of the day, well, let's go back to the point that I was making. People... I can't attack Quran that much because Quran is proven itself to be the miracle of the Prophet it's, it is a book from Allah there's no doubt about that so what people do is actually attack the Prophet because he's human being do not forget our Prophet وسلم, Prophet Muhammad وسلم, is a human being so people can easily attack him over attacking the Quran right? so they attack the Sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, Rather than attacking the Quran, because it's easier to attack. Oh, the age of Aisha, she was a young, his, his wife, one of his wives. She was young, he has so many wives, he did this and he did that. All this, inshallah, I'll be able to answer it, uh, you know, throughout the, the, the season, uh, because I want to get into a lot of, you know, um, the life of the Prophet, وسلم, which is very, very incredibly interesting, and there's a lot of lessons to be learned from it. Because at the end of the day, he is our role model. By the way, he is our role model. Whether you're a man or you're a woman, he is our role model in treating one another, in treating strangers, in treating non-Muslims. We follow his example, right? Again, so you need to learn that so you can answer people. doesn't have to be your family. Friends who are sincerely confused about Islam. Friends who sincerely think that Islam is a backwards religion and it's a bad religion and, and, and it's weird. Well, here's your chance. Tell them. But how would you tell them without knowledge, right? So you need to get your knowledge. Little by little. Nobody's asking you to learn everything at the same time. That's impossible, right? So that's when it comes to knowledge. Look up the authentic sources. Look up, you know, a uh, 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 few people. You want to watch YouTube videos. You want to watch your podcasts. Uh, I mean, listen to your podcast. Just do whatever. Get your source of knowledge, and then get your own structured, establish yourself as a Muslim, and you'll be able to deal with any non-Muslim. Anybody who attacks you as a Muslim, you'll be able to deal with them in a very professional and a smart way, right? So that's, that's one thing. Now, don't worry about prayers. If you don't know how to read Arabic... If you don't know how to recite Quran, if you're not memorizing Quran, this is fine. It's you're, Of course you don't know how to recite Quran. You were not a Muslim before you became a Muslim, right? So how would you know? Right? You didn't grow up as a Muslim like we did. 
So take your time. You are allowed, by the way, to recite Quran in English. You are allowed actually to look at a book while you're praying. You know, go to YouTube, see how to perform prayers. It's so simple. They have like cartoons or, or animated, or they have actual people doing it. It doesn't really matter. You know, look it up, read from a book. Don't worry about it again. Don't stress out. It's so simple. Islam is supposed to make your life easier. Do not make it hard on yourself. Take your time. Do not, again, there's a big difference between taking your time and being lazy. Take your time. Don't be lazy, but take your time. When you're comfortable, move on to the next segment. Your first Ramadan could be so difficult. So difficult for you. Fast as much as you can. You'll get used to it. By the way, doing all the rituals, doing all the worshipping, all the actions is a matter of getting used to. You need the intention first. That's what matters. You have to understand. The five daily prayers. That's the minimum amount of prayer, prayers that you could make a day. Minimum five. The five obligatory prayers. Now, the number five could be a lot for a lot of people. But I promise you, you could literally... Those five prayers combined is like basically 25 minutes of your day. 25 minutes of your entire day. Because every prayer is like roughly five minutes. About five minutes. So if you spend five multiplied by five, you literally have 25 minutes. 30 minutes of your entire day. It's not that bad. The prayers are not that long. You know what I mean? It's literally five minutes of prayer. The prayer is, what what does the prayer do? It it establishes your connection to Allah. When you are standing, facing a certain direction, the Qibla direction, the northeast of the compass, right? When you're facing the northeast, the Qibla, the, the direction of the Qibla, you're standing in front of Allah. By the way, you literally stand in front of Allah. Allah looks at you when you start praying. You do the tahara, the wudu, right? The the ablution. The the you wash yourself before. It's very simple. Again, if you don't know how to do it, you can look it up on YouTube. It's well, the reason why I'm not mentioning how to do these things because it's all physical. So it'll be a lot better for you to visualize it when you look at a video than me saying it, and it might, and might cause confusion. I don't want to cause confusion for you guys. So just look it up on YouTube how to perform wudu. You know how to perform ablution before prayer, right? And then how to perform prayer. This is for those who do not know. You can do anything. Subhanallah, like the knowledge you can gain from online is amazing. Now, just you have to make sure that it is the true, uh, authentic source of your of that knowledge, right? Now, again, again, you need to understand that it's 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 not a it's not a battle. It's not a fight. It's it's so easy. Just relax. Look how to do things, and do them, and get used to doing them. I remember one of one of my students who, alhamdulillah, she became a Muslim. At first, she was really like stressed about how to make how how do I make wudu, uh, how to pray. Do, do I read from my phone? Do I read from a book? And and mashallah, you look at her now, professional. <laughs> She's professional. <laughs> it's, it's, that's all I can say. Knows how to pray. You know how to stand in prayer. Look down. Do not look around. You're standing in the presence of Allah. Right? Allah doesn't come down to you, just it's a big misconception. Allah looks at you when you start praying. So that's why you don't look away. Look where you put your head on the floor. Be have the intention 
that you are connecting with Allah five times a day. Simple. Simple. You can read from a book at first until you get used to it. And then trust me, you'll like my friend that I was telling you about that who became a Muslim. Now she doesn't need to look at anything, you know. Also, you don't have to speak Arabic, you know, to become a Muslim or to be a Muslim. Um, th that's another misconception that, you know, uh, I get asked that question a lot. Like, oh, do I have to speak Arabic, you know, uh, or do I have to learn Arabic to uh, become a Muslim? And the answer is actually no, but you have to learn enough to read uh, certain chapters in the Quran. And that's it. You know, Quran is, uh, as we all know, is only read in Arabic. Yes, I said that in the beginning you can read it in, in, in English, but that's only in the beginning. You eventually have to read Quran in Arabic. And this is the actual the actual Quran. The translation and the interpretation, yeah, it could be in you know, numerous languages, but I'm talking about the actual recitation, the actual verses must be read in Arabic. And you could just learn how to read this verse, uh, 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 how to read this chapter, I mean, or these couple of chapters that you need to learn and uh, learn their meanings, and that's it. You don't actually have to speak Arabic. You don't have to be able to speak the Arabic language. I mean, it will be a great, great bonus. It will make your life a lot easier in terms of, like, you know, um, uh, debating and having some linguistic challenges and whatnot. But you can survive all of your life without speaking Arabic. By the way, and uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that and I don't know how how um, how uh, uh, public disinformation because because I know that m many people, especially non-Muslims, believe that all Muslims are Arabs. And let me tell you that Arabs are only fifteen percent of the Muslim population around the world. So, yes. The Quran is in Arabic, 100%. There's no doubt about that, but you don't have to be an Arab or you don't have to speak Arabic fluently or even, you know, you don't have to learn the Arabic language to become a Muslim. You just learn how to make your prayer, the, the, um, read the verses, the, read the, the, the chapters in the Quran that you need, like Al-Fatiha. Chapter one is the most important chapter because without... Chapter number one, you cannot perform salah. Salah is not accepted without actually uh, reciting chapter al-Fatiha, the, the chapter number one. Your salah is not accepted. That's why I said even if you say it in English in the beginning when you become a Muslim, you should you have to do that, you know. Or if you do the Franco-Arab thing, which is you basically read it in, in, in English letters, but you're actually speaking Arabic. You know what I mean? Like you say, Bismillah. Right, so you say you can actually uh, put B E S M Bism. Right, it's an Arabic word, but you can read it in English. So that's what I mean by the Franco-Arab, whatever uh, the, the term is. Uh, but yeah, like reciting chapter number one Al Fatiha is a mandatory thing for your salah, your uh, your prayer to be accepted. Your prayers, the five daily prayers, right? Okay. Now, uh, also, uh, um, uh, uh, you, you don't have to, again, like one of the things that I don't want you to stress about is, you know, uh, you just learn what you need, what you will need in terms of like prayers, in terms of, you know, when you make dua, by the way, when you do supplication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you want to ask Allah for something, you don't have to say it in Arabic, just to let you know. 
you can make your dot in purely your own language, whether it's English, whether it's any other language. There is nothing wrong with that. When you want to ask Allah for something, when you want to seek Allah's protection from something, you can do this in English. Allah speak, don't worry. Allah created your language. So Allah will accept your dua when it's, again, the only thing that has to be made in Arabic is the recitation of the Quran, the recitation itself of the Quran. So I hope that I cleared this uh, misconception. I know it's some people have this misconception, uh, but yeah, I hope that I cleared this out for you guys. That's number one. Number two, and this is very critical. Do not get confused between culture and religion. Don't mix culture and religion. Some, you might know some Arabs, you might know some Southern Asians, you might know some uh, people from Africa or South Africa, you might know, I don't know, any kind of Muslims you would know. And they might do certain things that are purely not Islamic. They're just cultural. And you would think they're Islamic. And some of them might think that they're Islamic, but they're not. Like, for example, the biggest misconception about Islam, the biggest stereotype about Islam is what? Men oppress women. Men yell at women. Men hit women. Men do this. And I had a full episode talking about that, right? Guess what? This is purely cultural. In certain cultures, men have superiority in a certain way, and they could yell, they could, you know, lay their hand on women, whatever. But guess what? Same culture, same culture will have a non-Muslim man doing the same thing to his wife. Has nothing to do with Islam. Has nothing to do with Islam. It has something to do with culture. And don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean that everybody from that culture is treating their wives badly or anything. I'm just saying some cultures allow certain things. Some cultures don't. Do not Islam prohibits mistreating your wife, mistreating your parents, mistreating your children, prohibits that. The last thing the Prophet ﷺ told the Muslims before he passed away was fear Allah in your women, in your spouses, in your siblings, your women. So for someone who comes and say Islam oppresses women, you have no idea what you're talking about, unfortunately. This is a cultural problem. And again, that culture will have a non-Muslim, Christian, a Jew, hitting his wife, same as the Muslim doing, just because it's simply culture, has nothing to do with the religion. Right? So yeah, that's, do not mix culture, make sure that what you're learning is religion and has nothing to do with culture. Don't don't again don't stress out about this. Don't be like, oh my god, now everything I have to No, it's obvious. There will be obvious things. And if anything is questionable to you, and there might some some things that you will learn about Islam that will be like, you know, you might it'll make you raise your eyebrows and be like, what? Really? Verify. Because I promise you, if it's Islamic, it will have a very good reason. Why it is what it is. I promise you that. I had so many debates with people who are still learning uh, or first learning about Islam. And many things they tell me about like, no, 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 this is purely culture. It has nothing to do with the religion. Oh, this is actually, yeah. And then something else will be like, oh, yeah, this is related. Yeah, this is Islamic. And let me explain to you why. And they'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, we get it. You know? So don't stress out about this as well. You know? 
I was I was raised in 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 a, in a, in a middle my my parents come and and they still live in a Middle Eastern country and I was raised in you know for a big portion of my life in a Middle Eastern country in Egypt and uh, my my dad never ever laid hand or finger on my mother never my dad actually taught me how to respect women and we come from a culture that allows that allows men to hate their wives so don't don't think that everybody who will come from a certain country will have this negative cultural thing. No, no, no. Treat people, you know, based on the people themselves. You know, Islamically speaking, you're not allowed to do anything bad to anyone, not just to women. Anything bad to anyone, you're not actually allowed to do. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's one thing. Another thing is like, for example, hating the West, hating America. Some people believe that Muslims, remember our previous president uh, who said Islam hates us, remember? Islam hates us. Islam doesn't know who you are. It doesn't care. Islam doesn't care about uh, Europe or America or Islam is against injustice, even in a Muslim lens, right? You're going to see the same people who are hating certain countries are non-Muslims as well. Because, you know, maybe they have a problem with the American foreign policies or whatever. Has nothing to do with Islam. Absolutely nothing to do with Islam. You know, Islam doesn't hate a country or a system or uh, an, uh, an organization because they're pre simply non-Muslims. Absolutely not. Islam encourages us on treating non-Muslim fairly and justly, as long as they treat us fairly and justly. Again, purely cultural. Political reasons has nothing to do with Islam. You know, it's, it's that simple. You know, Islam is a pure religion. It's the perfect religion. People who are Muslims happen to not be perfect. You can't blame Islam for them being imperfect, right? So that's another thing. So culture and religion, please be aware of the difference. Now, another thing is uh, uh, becoming a Muslim in the Muslim community. Now, this has to, you need to go to ch select the nearest mosque, you know, if the mosque that, that's close to you don't feel comfortable in, which I don't know why would you not, but again, everybody, you know, you have to feel comfortable. Pick a mosque that's close to you and you feel comfortable in and just go there, pray your prayers. And if they have a little bit of a 10, 5-minute lecture, attend it. And that's how people will come and say hi to you, hello to you, or go to the imam of the masjid, you know, the the, the leader of the prayer. And talk to him. Be like, hey, I'm a new Muslim and, uh, you know, uh, I've been coming here and, 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 and you know, like, uh, I need some advice and some help. And they will help you no matter what. That's the great thing about Muslim communities, that they just want to help for the sake of Allah. Trust me. Nobody wants anything from you. Nobody has an agenda. Of course, you're gonna, again, you're going to find, uh, you know, bad apples everywhere in every community but my point is like i'm doing this podcast purely for the sake of allah may allah accept from me and from you for listening you know again it's it's simple it's simpler than you can Im imagine just ask you know make friends no problem with that muslims are not gonna bite you i promise you that you know muslims are 
true Muslims, they learn how to be good to everyone, even if you are not Muslim. Believe it or not. Again, there are a few bad apples out there. You cannot judge Islam based on those bad apples, right? Islam tells us to do one thing. If we do the opposite, then you can't blame Islam still, right? Okay, so again, gain knowledge so you know how to respond to people who attack Islam. Uh, gain knowledge so you know how to respond to your family. Uh, change your, show them a change of character. Be nice to them. Be even nicer to them to prove to them that Islam didn't change you for the worst. Because Islam actually, Allah asks you to be nicer to them as much as you can. You know, uh, when it comes to the rituals, when it comes to the worship, the actions of worship, just relax, take your time, fast, pray until you perfect and you establish your salah, move on to something else. You know, understand the five pillars of Islam, prayers, you know, you said the shahada, you already passed the first one, prayers, fasting Ramadan, paying your zakah, you know, 2.5%. Of your wealth, of your savings, by the way, not your checking. So, if we're talking about savings and checkings and whatever, if you have a money saved, like let's say you have a hundred dollars saved for a full year, after that full year you pay two dollars and fifty cents, two point five percent of that money that you have in savings for a full year. Understand? A thousand dollars again. For a full year, you pay, you know, $25 and so forth. You keep doing that and you won't even feel anything. And the Prophet says, when you pay charity, when you pay zakah, you won't feel the decrease of your money because Allah will make it up to you from another source. Again, Islam teaches you to be good to one another, to the poor. You know, when you are in a, in, in, in a, in a society where the, 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 the rich and the poor our friends and the rich help the poor, the society will have way less crimes, the society will have way less problems. You're fixing the society, and that's what Islam aims to do. You know? So yeah, that's another thing. So again, take it easy. Do not stress out. Do not mix culture and religion. This is, again, you know, and you're going to learn as you go. You will learn as you go. I promise you that. You will learn as you go. It won't be a problem at all for you, inshallah. You know, just take it easy, little by little. You know, take it easy, little by little. Try to get used to listening to Quran. You don't have to recite it yet. Just get used to listening to it. Uh, no problem with that too. You know, if you think about it, everything you could do in Islam could be done in the easiest way possible. That's it. Now, another thing is um, eating and drinking. Um, when you're a Muslim, there are certain etiquettes. Again, uh, I'm not trying to teach you every little thing about how you eat or, or, or drink or you know how to act like a Muslim. This, this, this is going to come, like I said, naturally. Don't try to gather all the information at once. Little by little, it will come to you. Little by little, inshallah, you'll establish how to behave like a Muslim and not like a cultural Muslim. You have to, again, I, I mentioned that before, and I, I'm, I'm, I keep stressing it, do not uh, mix culture and religion. Now, <clears throat> um, 
for example, we all know that Muslims are not allowed certain food and, and, and certain drinks. Like, for example, we're not allowed any drink that has alcohol in it, any uh, wine, uh, any type of uh, liquor, nothing. We're not allowed um, to have this, to consume this. Also, Muslims are not allowed to eat pork or anything that's that like an extraction of pork. Uh, we're totally uh, not allowed to do that. Pork is is in the Quran. Uh, for Allah forbade pork upon us, and and believe it or not, if you think about it, yeah, the, you know the Jewish tradition they also cannot eat pork. The practicing Jews don't don't eat pork, right? And uh, same as Muslims, you're not you're not allowed to eat pork nor drink alcohol, and. Um, and and for obvious reasons, it's it, again if you, if you think about it logically, like alcohol damages damages your body, and if you read like the death rates because of alcohol, it's it's just off the charts, and you know alcohol makes you not yourself; it makes you absent-minded, and that's completely forbidden in Islam. That's why drugs, uh, uh, you know, weed, and all these things are prohibited in Islam because of what they do to your brain. Um, and, and they make you absent-minded and you're not supposed to be absent-minded, you know, pork is, has so many harmful, harmful effects on human beings, on the human body. Read all the studies. It's insane. It's, it's beyond insane. Um, yet, um, again, and I'm not trying to tell you, oh, that's why Allah forbade it. I don't know why Allah forbade it. You know, no one knows why Allah uh, Allah allows us to know certain things, but at the end of the day, Allah forbade it. That's it. Case closed. We can't even argue once we know for sure that Allah forbade it. And this is mentioned in the Quran very explicitly. Gambling is not allowed for Muslims. You cannot gamble. Again, it has so many bad effects on you. It could damage your social life. It could, you know, lead you to do something really bad because gambling becomes an addiction. You should earn your money from an honest way, from a working honest way, or inheritance. That's that's a different, you know, different idea all altogether. But what I'm trying to say is, gambling is also uh, forbidding upon Muslims. Eating uh, dead animals, and that brings me to a very um, interesting topic. Eating. Um, dead animals you cannot eat an animal that died before it was slaughtered we, it's forbidden so hunting animals with a rifle or with you know in any way electrocuting animals to kill the animals uh breaking the necks of animals all this considered to be mita mita in quran meaning means dead animals we're not allowed to eat dead meat before it was slaughtered. So the first thing that happens to the animal must be slaughtering for you to eat it, right? And that brings me to this whole thing with the, the biha and the halal food and the non-halal food, right? And I'm, I'm pretty sure you know, guys know the term halal food and halal meat, which is basically the halal meat is the meat that follows the the the, the sharia of the Quran, the, the, the sharia of Allah, the, the, the Islamic tradition which is the most humane way, by the way, to kill an animal. That's the most humane way, the fastest way to kill an animal and the healthiest way for you to eat meat because all the blood gets out, gushes out, and there's no um, leftover blood in the veins of the meat, hence it's healthy for you too. Now, uh, uh, 
a lot of people uh, and a lot of Muslims, unfortunately, they ignore this whole halal thing and they just they eat like you know they go to McDonald's, you the regular local local McDonald's uh, um, uh, like place and whatever and, and 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 I'm not trying to say just you know Burger King, uh, KFC, whatever all these brands. I'm just you know uh, saying like random names and you know they say hey. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to eat from, from that place. And it doesn't have to be halal because Allah said in the Quran, we're allowed to eat from who? From the people, from the meat of the people of the book. Now, I explained earlier that the people of the book, it actually means Christians and Jews. Um, but here's the problem. When Allah said that, it was intended that the people of the book would follow their own ritual of killing or slaughtering the animal again when Allah says you're allowed to eat the the meat of the people of the book back in the day the people of the book used to recite their own verses mention the name of Allah and Allah says it explicitly in the Quran Allah says eat from the meat that the name of Allah was mentioned when it was slaughtered and do not, look, look at this, this is a complete prohibition. Do not eat from the meat that Allah's name wasn't mentioned on it when it was slaughtered. Hmm. So when we see the people of the book, even though, I mean, ultimately, Allah is the, the Lord, God is one for all three religions, right? Ultimately, you know, father and the son. Muslims worship the father because we believe there's no son. And even Yahweh in, in, in the Jewish tradition, we worship Allah, God, is, 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 the same, is the same God that we ultimately worship. So that's when, what is meant by then mentioning the name of God that was mentioned on it. Now, the problem is, nowadays, how do you know that the people slaughter? It's not machine. It's not a factory kind of process, right? Which is very... It, it is very much a factory process where they kill the animal, whatever the way they do it. And it's just a bunch of machines that are, you know, doing the job instead of slaughtering and mentioning the name of God or Allah upon every animal they slaughter. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. So in that case, you go to the safe route. Because now you don't know. There's a big, big question mark on how they process meats today. And we know that the bruta animal brutality, and that's why a lot of people, you know, are turning uh, vegan and, and, and whatnot. It's because of the animal brutality. And, and I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying you should know the source of your meat as a Muslim. You know, uh, meat who has been processed in an Islamic or a religious way altogether is you know that the animal wasn't treated badly. You know that the animal, when the animal dies, it's dying the cleanest death and the name of God or Allah is mentioned upon that animal. We don't know that when we go eat at our, our local store that's not halal, that, that, has not, uh, that doesn't have halal meat in it. We don't know that. How would you know? How would you backtrace? So the, 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 um, the safest thing to do is to eat halal meat. And... Kosher meat too is allowed because kosher, you know for sure. But there's no such thing as this is Christian meat. You know that there are two types of other meat that's completely religious and they follow our tradition, which is kosher meat, which is by the Jews, right? And halal meat. Both of them are allowed for Muslims to eat. But 
any other meat, it's big question mark. You don't know. Now, I want to again tell the new Muslims, if you have, if you don't have any place near you that sells meat, that's even though, the, Alhamdulillah, the halal meat is, you know, the the franchises and and and, and the stores and, and and the organizations for the halal meat are spreading across the you know the U.S. and 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 the West. But again, let's say that in your neighborhood, there's no place that sells halal meat at all. This is between you and Allah. Allah knows that you tried. Okay, then, I mean, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Islam is, again, like I keep stressing, Islam is here to make your life cleaner, easier, not stressful. Try to find halal meat close by. If even the price is too high, I don't think even now because the spreading that there's so many halal places, uh, it's not as expensive as before. I, I think actually the, the difference is very minor between regular meat and halal meat. But again, it's this is for you to decide. This is this is your estimation when it comes to your finances and whatnot. But what I'm trying to say is do your best. Do what makes you comfortable at the end of the day. And by the way, halal meat tastes incredibly better. And this is, this came to me from non-Muslims. Who told me like Afrans or non-Muslims and they told me straight up like that food tastes amazing, man. Like this is incredible. Like what what's in it? <laughs> so yeah, like and again, it's because it's clean and healthy. You know, you ha- you don't have this aftertaste of the blood and all, all these things. It's not uh, um, it's not uh, automated. Uh, you know, um, automated. And when it comes to processing, it's you know slaughtered by people who mentioned the name of Allah on it. So. Do your best. If you can't find any halal place or kosher place next to you, then what are you going to do, right? And Allah understands and Allah forgives and knows that you did your best. So, yeah, uh, gambling. So, basically, if, if you guys notice, it's just it's all about staying away from stuff that Allah prohibited. Because, obviously, they're not good for us. And sticking with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed for us. Because it is good for us. Now one last <clears throat> one last thing is um, learn to be patient. You will you will be tested. Don't get me wrong. You will be tested. You'll be tested by your family members. You'll be tested by uh, the challenges that you have to you know the uh, that like the prayer times, and you'll be tested by and you will be stressed. Don't get me wrong. You will be stressed. But that's fine because you have to understand why you became a Muslim in the first place. Why did you become a Muslim in the first place? That should keep you going. Be patient and ask Allah for help. We won't make it. None of us will make it. Not me, not you. None of us will make it without the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So just be patient. Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's trust tells us tells us over and over again to be patient and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward our patience inshallah but you know this is going to be you did the hard part you already became a Muslim alhamdulillah you will be challenged a little bit but be patient you know be smart be wise you know don't get frustrated you're doing a great thing think about what you did to your life my dear brothers and sisters, you became a Muslim. Like subhanAllah, wallahi, you followed the true religion, mashaAllah. This is amazing. The true religion. You have guaranteed, inshaAllah, a path to Jannah as long as you follow the commands of Allah. You should be happy. That actually should add a meaning to your life. 
Some people are depressed because they don't know their purpose of life. Now you know your purpose. You follow Allah's manual in life so you could land safely in Jannah, in paradise, in the hereafter. This life is temporary. Yes, we are meant to strive in this life, to struggle in this life, whether for work, whether you know with family members, whether with this and that. Yes. But as long as we're following as much as we can, we all make mistakes. Don't get me wrong. By the way, Muslims are allowed to be sinners. Just don't keep uh, persisting on that sin. Repent. And if you do it again, Allah will forgive it again as long as you're sincere. You know what I mean? So you're allowed to make mistakes. Just don't make it become your theme. Don't make mistakes are your default status, you know, or your default state. No, you always try to better yourself as a Muslim, you know. So just relax, you know, be patient. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help all the time. And everything will be great. Everything will be great. You've done a tremendous job by being a Muslim or inshallah you will be a Muslim. You know, for, for those of you out there who are thinking about becoming Muslims. And you, you did something incredible. You added purpose to your life. You added purpose to your life. You're following Allah's commands, so Allah will land you safely in the hereafter. You added purpose to your life. How better could this get? Wallahi, subhanAllah. You know, you added purpose to your life. Now you know why you're here. You know where you came from, and you know where you're going to end up if you follow if you follow Allah's commands. How better? Like, you know, it's incredible. Wallahi, it's an incredible feeling. And guess what? You don't have to be bored Because the more you learn about Islam The more interesting it becomes The more you learn about the angels And the more you learn about the jinn The more you learn about the hereafter And the death And the process of, you know uh, Of life and, and all this is so exciting And all this is in our religion Our religion is far from being boring It's the opposite of being boring It's incredible And it makes sense Above all it's not just stories and fairy tales. No, 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 no. It's the truth. Remember that when you are faced with some trials and tribulations by family or friends and, 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 and people, just be patient and ask Allah for help. I'm always there. My door is always open. Please ask me for help. Please ask me questions. Whatever you can, you know, whatever I can, I, I can do to help. Inshallah, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. To get the reward from Allah by helping another fellow Muslim, and I hope this—I know it's—this it's, was not a super long uh, episode or a topic, but you know, I—it's I, just the thing is there is no standard way of guiding a new Muslim into Islam except for laying down the 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 guidelines, the the the, the basically the highlighting. The general, uh, you know, the common uh, uh, issues that face new Muslims when they become Muslims. So uh, I hope that this answered or, you know, shed some light on uh, on what you guys, you know, were asking about. And uh, again, if, if, if I missed anything, please. And I know I'm most likely I missed a couple things or I missed a lot of things. Just please ask me, send me an email and either I'll, I'll respond to you to the email or if, or, if the, or if the topic is too big, then I'll inshallah answer it in, in its own episode. Like I'll create an episode for it. 
and uh, inshallah yeah and starting next episode i will be uh talking about uh who is prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam we need to know a lot about this guy the best of mankind inshallah it will be next episode thank you so much for listening wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh